0: This is the weekly sales meeting for February 5th, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic is relentless tenacity. For my last birthday, my wife and I took a vacation. We traveled to Mexico, to Puerto Vallarta to be precise. It was a good experience and one we will remember until we are senile that may come next week. But one thing I did notice as I was sitting on the beach sipping frosty fruit drinks, I noticed the relentless tenacity of the beach vendors as they all attempted to sell their wares to hotel guests. The hotel did have a no-solicitation policy, but it was semi-enforced. There was a simple rope barrier separating the hotel beach from the general public area. It was routinely violated by the multitude of beach vendors, and they were selling everything from sombreros to Cuban cigars. It started as the sun broke through the sky and ended much later in the day as the sun was setting. Throughout the day, it was a steady stream of vendors. Some singular in action, other times they would come in packs. Jewelry, blankets, sunscreen, ice cream, temporary tattoos, hair braids you name it they were selling it. Now, the cynic in me says there was some kind of organization behind it the sinister kind with a guy in the back room with a tire iron. There were one or two bosses running this cabal sending vendor after vendor down the beach to sell trash and trinkets to unsuspecting tourists. They were paying them less than a dollar a day for their labor, and exploiting the workers who supported their businesses while they lived in a mansion on the hill. But for the sake of this observation, let's imagine this was pure business. It was enterprising people selling goods on the beach for tourists enjoying their vacation. In observation, I will say this operation was relentless and tenacious. I watched the same guy approach me 37 different times. Each time, I turned him down, but he kept coming anyway. He had hats, he had jewelry, blankets, and cigars. As I recall, he only repeated his offer twice in the sequence of two or three hours. I may have lost track, but not only was he approaching my wife and me, he was hitting up every other patron on our side of the beach. His success rate was 1 in 40. As I stated before, he was there all day and there were 15 or 20 different vendors on the beach. Each walked up to every person they could get in front of to present their wares, telling what the total haul from the day was. They didn't succeed with me, but there were plenty of others who said yes. And as I said, the success rate was one in 40. Here was the unique thing about the approach. Each time this same vendor approached me, he acted like it was the first time he had seen me that day. He acted like I had not seen his merchandise before. He acted like he didn't remember I had turned him down 15 or 20 minutes earlier. That may have been an act or he did it so much that remembering the pasty white couple on the beach was no big deal. Either way, he approached me every time like it was the first time. And when I said no, he moved on to the next person. He shrugged it off, like water off his back. My saying no had zero impact on him. He was on to the next prospect with the same wide-eyed enthusiasm he had approached me. Twenty minutes later, he would be back at my lounge chair with another item and the same excitement. Didn't matter that I had turned him down. He was coming back. And back again with something else after that. Continuous, relentless tenacity, with gusto. Do we have the same kind of enthusiasm for what we sell? Selling is transference. Our transfer is confidence and emotion. The Indian author and motivational speaker, Shev Kira, wrote 1998's You Can Win. In his home country, he is a political activist and works to promote equality. He wrote, 90% of selling is conviction and 10% is persuasion. Think about our beach vendors. They're dedicated to their jobs, repeatedly coming back from rejection. In fact, they have more rejection than success. The average closing ratio for all sales professionals is 1 in 10. These guys were closing at 25% of that number. Could you survive that kind of rejection in your field of endeavor? It takes conviction, persuasion, and relentless tenacity to keep going. It takes a winning spirit and a never-give-up attitude. It takes a belief in yourself beyond a shadow of a doubt. Few possess these characteristics. Steve Garvey was a professional baseball player for the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. In all, he played 19 seasons in the big leagues since breaking into the majors with the Dodgers at the age of 20. He said, you must be passionate, you must dedicate yourself, and you must be relentless in the pursuit of your goals. If you do, you will be successful. That relentless pursuit leads to success. When we look at our own sales franchise, do we have enough context to provide our own success? In most cases, that answer is no. We don't refill the prospect list and the pipeline with enough volume. We don't do it with enough frequency to give ourselves a fighting chance to be successful. We are a lot like the beach vendors. We have a closing ratio of 2.5%, relying on sheer volume versus the same list of people to drive our own success. Sure, we are relentless, but every time we convert one sale, we are not replacing that sale with a new prospect or 10 as is required. The 19th century French chemist and microbiologist Louis Pasteur is world renowned. His work spanned multiple areas, including fermentation, vaccination, and pasteurization. The last of these discoveries is why we all know him. It bears his name. He wrote, let me tell you the secret that has led me to my goal. My strength lies solely in my tenacity. Some call this stubbornness. I had an employer once call me that word. He meant it as a negative, but it is a net positive. This unrelenting pursuit of being better than you were yesterday always leads to success. The weak of mind and constitution give up too soon. The lack of intestinal fortitude leads to a breakdown in performance. We must believe in ourselves and our own abilities to perform. Beyond the shadow of a doubt, we have to cheer for ourselves. No one is lining up to do that for us. We don't have a string of fans lining the marathon route shouting encouragement. If anything, the opposite is true. People are shouting barbs and throwing grenades from the sidewalk. Most are cheering for your failure, as they themselves didn't have the resolve to choose your path. They would rather see you fail, so you are in the same boat with them. Our success will depend on our mindset. It is a never give up sense of tenacity that will drive us to our accomplishments. That is it. Attitude equals accomplishment. Thinking you can is the first step. Thinking you cannot is the last. The American businessman W. Clement Stone had this thought on the subject. He says sales are contingent upon the attitude of the salesman, not the attitude of the prospect. It is that continual, relentless pursuit of our hopes, dreams, and goals that makes us successful. It is zeroing in on that point on the horizon we set as our compass. It is not letting all the naysayers and non-believers get in the way. It is drawing on the experience of our own achievement, especially when we are in a slump knowing that we are built for success and not the opposite despite our headwinds. Projecting a positive persona in the face of negativity, it is not an easy task because life happens. It goes on all around us. We are bombarded with the realities of our own world. We have to block all that out in the moment and focus on the one thing we have total control over, and that is our attitude about what we can do. Back to the beach for a minute. These beach vendors may not believe in what they are selling, they may not have a vested interest in their success, to some it may be a job and not a career, some may be forced into doing it every day due to circumstances, but they all have one thing in common, they keep coming, day after day, in wave after wave, with product after product, regardless of how many times I said no to the same presentation. It came with relentless tenacity, and it came all week. Sales guru Zig Ziglar said the top salesperson in the organization probably missed more sales than 90% of the salespeople on the team, but they also made more calls than the others made. The sheer volume of work pays off for many. Who did you call on as the first sales measurement tool? The second is what did you ask for? And the third is what did you close? Tackle the first question first to make sure the opportunity funnel is full. Then we can work on fine-tuning the quality of the ask. My new book, You Can't Lead from the Back of the Room, Nor Should You, is now available on Audible as an audiobook download. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider downloading a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.